Hey everyone, welcome to my Brand Boutique Elite speaker series. My name is Farhana Cannon, and I have a special guest here today, my good friend and founder of Wise Tribe, Melanie McSally. Hey Melanie, thank you for being on today. Hi Farhana, thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, well, let me tell my story a little bit first. Okay. So I met Melanie um, at the Small Business Expo in Boston, and she was leaving corporate and starting her own journey and business, and we started working together. And then as it evolved, Wise Tribe became this really amazing company that I needed to partner with because all of my clients needed um, this. And what she does is basically automates all of your technical digital um, marketing functions, your websites, your text message campaigns, your email campaigns. Um, so I share a lot with you know the five components of how to attract and convert your perfect customer. And one of those huge components is having a sales and marketing funnel um, that is automated. And so she and I work perfectly together um, because all of my clients need her services. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Sure. So uh, like Farhana said, we met at the um, expo in Boston, Massachusetts. We're both from there. Um, although we both travel the world living this amazing lifestyle of, um, of being able to serve from anywhere in the world, which is the beauty of automating your business, right? Um, and when I first started, I wanted to build a software company because I have a background in engineering. And what I realized was there was this huge need in the market for making technology accessible to uh, entrepreneurs. So right now, most entrepreneurs believe that technology is too expensive, it takes too much time, and it's way too complicated to understand. So I wanted to take away those three barriers. So I met Prahana, and like Prahana said, we make a perfect match because um, we serve the, the need of, in the market that the other one creates in business. So she creates these huge, amazing brands and um, funnel strategies, and then I implement them. And I implement strategies, but if you don't know what you're your vision, what your ideal audience is, what your cohesive brand is, then that funnel's not really going to work for you very well. So it was a uh, marriage made in heaven, as they would say. <laughs> yeah. So Melanie and I have traveled the world together, and it's usually us two girls, and we go to these fabulous restaurants, and we'll you know, have all of these moments, and we have this inside joke that we always have our anniversary because I walked into this restaurant once and they asked me, are you celebrating anything? And granted, we were celebrating like this product partnership that we had created. The first thing the woman said was, are you celebrating your anniversary? And me just thinking it was funny or just like kind of snap reaction was like, yes. And so they brought us sparklers and like a dessert that said happy anniversary on it. And so now we have this joke that every time we go out, we are celebrating, but it's our anniversary. <laughs> yes. And I, I think the best moment of that whole situation was um, 
Prahana loves to have Instagrammable moments. And um, the first photo didn't come out well. So I said to the server, can we have a do-over? And they brought all new streamers and did the whole thing all <laughs> over again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little ridiculous, but it was so much fun. And then the next night we went out and they had like this full like New Year's Eve party with like Frank Sinatra and fireworks over the bay. So we've had lots of like accidental uh, fun anniversary parties. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like Instagrammable moments. So we live this life where we go and travel and we serve tons of people all over the world and speak at different events. But then we have moments and we, you know, take photos of some of those moments. There's even moments where we are on a vacation, marketers cruise, and instead of enjoying a location on the cruise, we go and find the nearest American hotel so we can use their Wi-Fi and work the whole time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But you know, it is what it is. And like having a beautiful view from our laptop when you, you know, take a peek up every few seconds is worth it. And so everyone can do that too by having these automated systems. So how amazing would it look if you could have somebody opt in for your freebie and then them be continuously interacted with automatically you know just think about how much more business you would get if all of your clients or all of your potential clients had points of contact with you without having to like you actually okay stop everything I forgot I need to email Mary back so when you have like your automated funnel it makes it so much easier Melanie tell us a little bit of like a client win or you know an example of where somebody was doing that manual interaction and then you worked with them and then they just got so much more ease and time back. Well, actually let's talk about you, right? So back in December, um, you were asked to go speak at an event because most of the speakers were double booked, right? And so you were asked to, to sort of fill in and, um, and, and be, be sort of the headliner for for this event, right? And you looked at me and you said, how, how am I gonna do this? There's nobody going with me to support me in the back of the room. And I don't know if you've ever been at one of Farhana's public speaking events, but she always fills the room. And everybody is always rushing to the back of the room because nobody wants to deal with Instagram, right? Like we will stroll, we'll scroll through the feed and we'll read all the cool memes and things, but nobody wants to spend the effort in, um, in, in doing the work themselves of building out that brand and, and, and targeting their ideal class customer, right? Which is why Prahana serves such a big niche. And so we said, we said, well, why don't we just build you an automated sales process for the room so people can just do it on their phone. They can opt in and pay to work with you right on their phone while they're sitting there listening to you. They don't even have to rush to the back of the room. And so in a matter of hours, we built this whole thing and you got up and 
you can finish the story. <laughs> yeah. So I got up in front of the room and I was like, okay, just text this number, text this word. If you're interested, if you want this freebie and you want to see what else is next. And so it was kind of, a, it wasn't a hard sale. It was a very soft sale. I was providing um, a free gift as well in that. And people could then purchase, I was selling a digital course at the time and they could purchase the digital course right at that time. Cause there was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to field questions in the front of the room, sign up people in the back of the room. And throughout that session, while I was talking, people kept opting in to get information. And it was so easy. Also, too, I really don't like to travel with a ton of paper. And I just don't like paper. Like, I like to be green. I just feel like that's unnecessary when everything's kind of tech-based now. So it was great to just have all of that stuff come in. People got emailed their invoice right away. They got all of their information, how to get started, their login. It was so seamless that everyone you know, had a good experience where, and I was speaking, I was filling in for another um, speaker that hadn't made it there either. And I kind of just off the cuff had to like make up this topic. I mean, granted it was similar to what I, I speak on, but it was just def definitely a different like vein. So I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to add this in and this is, this is how it's going to work. So it was very kind of on the fly. And it was very, I'm very grateful that you were there to help me do this. And it's, these things aren't hard to do, but it takes time if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't, uh, and there is some complicated parts of it, um, but I think that it's so much easier and better if you just stay in your lane. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we're all trying to do so much and we might not be good at all of the things and we might not like doing all of the things. And anything in life like it whether it be like a household chore or just like a to-do thing that you just don't like doing that thing will stay there for like six months you know it, you'll be like oh yeah i'll get to it i'll get to it and you never really get to it because you don't enjoy doing it and so it's way better to outsource it you know i really love creating like the strategy part and like how the brand is going to look but I don't want to do the technical part of like building everything out. You know, that isn't the fun part for me. And so Melanie enjoys doing that part where I like, you know, the design and the, that strategy part, Melanie can do that, but that's just not the fun part for her. And so it works so much better when you partner with people that, you know, you both have your strengths and you can kind of like cross build that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and one of the things about technology that I'm sure you've run into in your business as well is that when you're first getting started as an entrepreneur, you don't know what you don't know. And so um, when you're thinking about what you want to do next, whether it's create a digital course or a membership site or a podcast or write a book or any of that, the first thing you ask yourself is what tool do I need? And since you, you know, probably you don't, are not interested in researching all the different tools. So you ask somebody who's already been in business, who's already created a digital course, what tools should I use? And the thing is, is that that tool might not be the right tool for you. Because unless you're doing the same thing as them, you're in the same um, place in business as they are, 
the tool might not be the right fit. There's many variables that go into why should I use one tool versus the next. So while technology can really streamline, optimize your business, um, automate the process to maximizing your profits, it can also cost you millions in lost revenue, um, mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really important to talk to somebody who knows technology, can get to know you, and can recommend the right solution for you at the place you are in business. Yeah, I actually just, <clears throat> I just read an article about how people spend a ton of money on wasted technology and things of that nature. You know, there are so many different platforms out there. And I think that there's different variables that will work for each different business. And it's so much easier working with a specialist that knows, okay, this is your business. This is going to be the right tool. And this is the right price point for you to be paying for that. You know, when I start working with clients, they're like, oh, yeah, I bought this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot of things. <laughs> I, I don't think we need to do all of that. Like, let's save you some money. And granted, it doesn't matter if it's $50 a month. It doesn't seem like that much. But at the end of the year, if it you're not using it, it adds up. If it's not bringing in value to you, all of that stuff adds up. And so it's better to have less of the things and more of the things that actually are gonna work for you and your business. And also too, like there's if you have too much stuff to manage, chances are you're not gonna be really effectively utilizing all of the tools too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mistakes happen, things get lost, things fall through the cracks. So it's important to know, and you bring up a good point, is one system that does everything or many systems that do specialties? And that's a question that can only be answered by knowing where you are in business, what kind of business you are, and how technical you or your team is. So these are all um, questions that we would ask and get to know you, not just where you are now, but where you're trying to go before we would make a recommendation to you. Yeah. and. The whole point of having all of these systems set up, you know, when people work with me and they're like, okay, great, we want a ton of leads from social media. And it's like, okay, great, we can do that, but you need a place to take them. How are you facilitating them leaving social media, going somewhere? And generally, people won't leave social media unless it's something valuable, free, free and valuable, not just free. Mm -hmm. And a lower price point item, so under $100. You know, just think about yourself. When you've seen an ad for something, you know, I always get like ads for like dresses, and they're generally under $100 you'll leave. There's some products that you'll see ads for that are higher price point, but they're items that you've already seen a ton of times. So maybe it is um, Beats headphones or like a GoPro or something that you've seen multiple times. It takes people seven to 12 times for them to see your brand, for them to want to make the decision to be interested in purchase from you. So where social media is great because you have all of those touch points, but you need to then get them to go somewhere to actually purchase from your website, 
provide their email or their phone number so that you can have more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them and provide them more of an offer. And when you have your funnel set up, you can take people from social media, have them go to maybe your freebie or your lower price point item, whether it be just a post, or maybe it's an ad campaign, or maybe it's a direct message that they're getting a link to go somewhere. And from that point, you want to take them through that marketing funnel so that they go through different stages. You know, no one's going to just go from social media to your $5,000 product after seeing you twice. You know, unless you're like endorsed by maybe like Oprah or, you know, some uh, Vice uh, President Obama or something like that, you know, depending upon like what it is that you're doing. And even still, that might be your reach, especially from a an online perspective. Maybe if it's a $5,000 program that it's uh, you're going somewhere. Um, so those are things to consider. What are some of the top tips that you have about when people are creating their funnel? So there's two major mistakes that entrepreneurs make. One is they give everything for free and they never charge for anything and wonder why they're not making any money. <laughs> you know, it's like they're, the funnel is built to take to people move from free to paying to paying more to recommending you and loving you and being part of your tribe, right? So there's a progression to it. And if you're not doing the different stages of progression, then basically what you're telling people is I, I'm worth nothing. My value is is worthless because you're inadvertently telling these people because you're giving away everything for free. So while you think that you're being nice and generous and kind, what you're telling people is your value is worthless. So it's not right. So don't do that. Don't don't send that subliminal message to people. The other thing is the other end of the spectrum is as entrepreneurs, we're very creative. And so we want to do all the things and we want to do them all right now. All the things. <laughs> all the things and all right now. <laughs> and um, you know that saying, um, what is it? Uh, something, something of many, master of none. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember the sayings, but I think everyone knows. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be that person either. So uh, both Farhana and I work with you to put together a project plan. When do you implement each phase of your business to maximize that path to profitability? So to maximize the profits and to streamline the path. Yeah. If you want to have multiple courses, that's awesome. But let's start with one first. <laughs> Let's build out that funnel for one. You know, let's get that one course recorded. Let's get just sales on that. And it's awesome to have all of these like plans for different products, but you don't have time to do all of everything all at once. So it's good for us to go step by step. Okay, this is our strategy. Now I like to break down on a calendar what themes we're talking about too every week. So what are we discussing and how are we targeting that particular demographic um, by the theme of the week and then funneling them into the same product, but just looking at how that product can serve that particular topic and that demographic and exploring that route. And so it's not, 
people don't think, oh, you only have this one thing right now. They just want to know how it can help them. And if you can show them in, in different types of people or different genres how that product can serve them, they don't care that it's just this one product. And obviously you can build and grow, but until that one product is working kind of fueled up and you're getting traction and leads and sales from that, you don't want to diversify too much because then obviously you're not going to be giving the right amount of time for this. And, you know, I can't stress it enough is to build your team. And if it's outsourcing experts that are your team, you know, I tell all of my clients, you're, you're hiring me and my team. You know, there, there are a couple of us here and we are going to be supporting you as your marketing team. So you don't have to do it alone. And it's such a stressful relief when you have people to help do things for you and you don't have to figure it out. Just think about how much time it takes to watch the YouTube videos to figure out how to do this one thing when somebody else that knows how to do it can do it in 10 minutes. You know, like you can, and it's great to know a lot of things, but I think having a team around you to get things done quicker, because like Melanie said, all of us entrepreneurs are trying to do all of the things all at the same time. And the only way that that actually works is if you are working with other people that are helping you do all of the things at the same time. <laughs> right. So, you know, if you're going to create multiple things at the same time, you need to have multiple teams, each one with its focus on one thing. So like I just invested in a company, they have 52 disparate applications within their system. They have 7,000 employees because they have a full-fledged team for each of those 52 systems. So I'm not telling you to be a 7,000 employee uh, company on day one, but it just shows you like the, the big companies are successful because they have whole teams around each of the products and markets they're trying to serve. And so one of the things that, um, that I like to say all the time is create, perfect, and then scale. So if you, if you systematize what you're creating in that way, it doesn't matter what you're creating. It could be a book, a podcast, a course, a membership site, whatever. If you first create it, then perfect it, because we all know that once we deliver something, we want to completely change it the next day, right? So you perfect it, and then you scale to the next thing. That will allow you to um, systematize and really start to understand what are all the key components. Because when we perfect, we're not just perfecting the item we're delivering, we're perfecting the marketing of it, we're perfecting the SEO of it, we're perfecting the automation around it. And once we have all of that in place, we can say, okay, well, the SEO worked in this way for this product, so it should work similarly for this product, so on and so forth. It becomes easier as you go. Yeah, that's definitely true. There are these you know, there are these other elements like the SEO or the automation or, you know, the timing between the different automated emails or text messages. Those are different things that you can play around with. And you never necessarily know. There are obviously standards of industry standards of this is what generally works. But every pool, every database is going to be different. And certain demographics are going to want things, um, depending upon the product as well, quicker. Or 
maybe they aren't going to get to these things as quick. So they need a little bit more time to process or to go through the program before they want something next. Um, so those are things that you're going to want to tweak and play with. And they're definitely industry standards and you want to start with that, but then play around with them after. What would you say are a couple of things that you see people doing that are just counterproductive to really having an effective strategy or you know having their funnel working? <laughs> well, um, so when I do my onboarding process, one of the questions that I ask is, what system are you using for X? And I list out all the different phases of business from sales to marketing to help desk and customer service, so on and so forth. And every item in there has a, they're all choiceless. And one is, no, I don't do this at all. Another item is I use Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> a third one is I send manual emails, I send, I do this manually, so on and so forth. And I actually feel like manual is even worse than not having it at all because um, it's counterproductive, right? Not only are you doing something manually that you know a robot could do literally, but you're taking that time away from serving your customers. So you're writing these um, you know marketing emails. Maybe you're personalizing them for each individual person, but there is standard copy out there that works for everybody. And you can customize it in an automated way. So there is no reason to be doing that manually. So I would say that that's the biggest thing is doing anything that a computer could do easily and effectively manually is probably the worst thing that you could do for your business. Because one, you're taking your time away from your genius. Two, you could make mistakes. Three, you could forget something, so on and so forth. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely so much easier when people are getting those automated um, email drip campaigns or reminders of what you're going on. And a lot of people have email newsletters, so it's like your monthly newsletter. So those of you that don't necessarily understand kind of what we're talking about, um, it's a little bit like that. So granted, your email newsletter will be kind of more of a generic, overview of what's happening in the business each month. Maybe it's like your events, your sales, your new blog posts, your tip of the week or the month, whatever that looks like. Um, and it goes automatically, you create it and it goes automatically to your list. Um, this system would be they opt in for something so you know, you know that they're interested in X and then three days later they get a reminder to do Y. And then a week later, they get another reminder. And then they kind of, since you have them in that bucket, you'll, they'll get different emails. And so automating that is so much easier than having to remember, okay, this person was interested in this product. Let me continuously do that follow-up. And there's a lot of CRM systems that will automatically do the follow-up or remind you to do the manual follow-up. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, so to follow up on that, I would say that the other uh, major thing that people do that is a faux pas is, um, is that they only sell, send sales emails. So don't be that person, right? Like, 
you know, as soon as people see that you don't actually care about them, that you just want to sell them something, they're going to opt out. And then your rating is going to go in the trash and you're not going to be able to send, you're going to get blacklisted from all the marketing campaigns. So do follow the 80-20 rule, which is bring value and 80% of the time, and then 20% of the time you're looking to offer them your genius by selling them something. Yeah, and that's so true even on social media. So I have had um, various people sign up for my 20-minute complimentary brand strategy consults call. And in that call, we go over their social media and their online presence. And I look at these these social media um, and it looks like a catalog. And it literally looks like a JCPenney catalog with mediocre photos, with lots of words saying, buy me, pick me. And it has nothing to do with an item that is going to right, Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're an item that's going to be sales-like, um, for example, a uh, clothing store. Yes, we know that you're selling clothing. But how do you showcase the lifestyle? How do you provide value? So maybe your email marketing is letting people know of the new items you have, but maybe you're talking about how do you mix and match um, summer shorts? Or you know how do you mix and match jackets to give you different looks for the fall? So providing somebody with value, showcasing their lifestyle, because you know that they'll need this type of thing when it comes to a product sense. Obviously, if you are a um, business that is providing more information and you're selling your um, all of your uh, educational products, things like that, you'll want to think about how you can provide expert value, share your tips. You know, in our newsletters, we usually do like these are our free events. These are our um, opportunities to learn and get stuff. Here's our freebies, whether it's like a downloadable or a video or something like that. And then, yeah, this is our new product. This is our new blog post with some more information. Um, generally, a lot of companies will offer promo codes to agencies. And so I'll always be like, okay, this is the new promo code that you get 20% off if you um, download this app or this thing. Um, so any of the value that I'm presented with, I share in my newsletters. And then once in a while, we'll say, okay, this is what we're selling. Um, but generally, we'll wait for people to opt in and, and show they're interested in that particular thing before we sell, because we just want our community to feel like they have great value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing it here with this uh, podcast, and I, I do it as a Friday um, YouTube video, free video. So what you want to do is go on your preferred social media platform and search for what people would search for if they were to find you. So for me, it would be like a how-to in something technology. And so then I provide free how-to information on YouTube and that draws people in. It gives them a how-to video on how to do something that's free for technology. And then, you know, after a while, they might want to opt in to work with me. Like, I don't want to learn how to do all this stuff. I just want you to do it for me. And so I don't actually have to sell them anything. I can just 
provide them value, answer their questions, and then they might opt in to me to buy my services because they value all of the information and expertise I've provided. Yeah, and I feel like I'm so fortunate to know so many amazing people that have such great expert tips in different areas of business that when I was creating this podcast series, I thought, you know, how could I, because I meet all these people and they're like, they don't have the information in this area or, and I'm like, oh, I know a person. Oh, I know a person. And so instead of individually saying, oh, I know this person, I thought, why don't I just put something together where I'm sharing all of these amazing people's expert information. And I don't know if you've taken any of those like personality uh, tests, but, or, you know, I think they're called personality tests when people yeah. are hiring like employees or something like that. So I did one and with one of my clients who is a um, business relationship expert. And so she took me through her strategy with her clients. And what it came to find out is that I'm a nat natural promoter. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like the time that we were on the beach in Mexico. <laughs> You could start any, you could finish that sentence any way you want. The time when. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hanging out on the beach in Mexico, just like at a party in Tulum. And these random guys walk by. And I don't know how we start talking to them, but come to find out that we're all the way in Mexico and they're from Rhode Island. And like we're from Massachusetts and they have businesses. And I'm like, oh yeah. You should have her do this for your business and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So I can add to that story. I know how they we got to talk to them. We were standing on the beach and they were walking by and Fran was just like, hey, how are you? What do you do? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> and yeah. And if you don't know, Massachusetts and Rhode Island are neighboring uh, states. So yeah, it was pretty weird to be on the other side of the world and, and have somebody. And Rhode Island is literally the smallest state in the United States. So to find two people from that state, which is a neighbor to our state, and it's the smallest one in the country, have to see them halfway around the world was, it was pretty uh, serendipitous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, my natural promoter self was like, okay, so I'm going to find all of the cool people that have lots of great information to share, and I'm going to provide their information to my tribe um, because, you know, if I can provide resources to make people's lives better and to help them achieve their goals, it goes along with my whole mission in life to have people live lives that they love by going after their passion. So here we are. <laughs> yep, and my mission is to help millions of people live a life of financial freedom by optimizing their business. Yeah, and guys, how awesome would it be for you to just have everything work? Like you're on the beach in Tulum and you're just getting money coming in. People are just opting in and buying your products right there without you having to really do much. Once you set these things up, obviously you want to, you know, diversify and build, but once you have your funnel set up, they're set up. And if they're working and they're converting, you can continuously push people through that process and 
have more um, money coming in without really having to do much. Yeah. So going back to an earlier story, you mentioned we have so many stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, of the marketers cruise. I remember us uh, talking about going on that cruise ahead of time. And we were going to be on a boat with no Wi Fi, no cellular service for two weeks. And I thought, Oh, my God, our customers are going to miss us. And, and you too, we were, were kind of, you know, like glistening. Is that what they call female sweating? I was like, <laughs> of not being available for people. But we knew that they were all in good hands because we had set them up for success. So when we found an island that had Wi-Fi, it was like, score, we could actually talk to people and, and connect, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I kind of had a little bit of anxiety being away from Wi-Fi for that long because that's just, you know, not something I'm used to. <laughs> so yeah, when we did find the Wi-Fi, we, and we have teams too that are supporting our clients when we're not in Wi-Fi zone or on airplanes for long periods of time. But, you know, not having that and then going and everyone. So we went to this hotel and prepared to work. And then all of our friends slowly come trickling <laughs> and everyone's like hanging out around us as we're like on the computer working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like dancing, going swimming, playing volleyball, all sorts of stuff. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're chatting with clients back in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got some cute pictures of us like just on the computer as we're in a beautiful setting. But, you know, what else? <laughs> Yeah, but we also got clients out of doing that because they saw us working on the beach, enjoying this beautiful atmosphere, and then they started chatting with us about what we do, and the rest is history. Yes. And it so happens to Farhana a lot. <laughs> I just collect all of the people, all of the cool people, I just collect them. And I'm chatty Kathy, so you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm your your typical technology person that likes to be in the background building the system. So I just let Farhana attract the people and then she recommends them to me. So <laughs> it's a good relationship in so many ways. But Melanie's also an amazing speaker and recommends all of her clients work with me as well. So I've gotten lots of great leads, um, amazing clients from her. And we've also created, you know, partnership events where we and a couple of other women are speaking on stage and providing all this like great workshop environment for people too. So we've done lots of cool things together. Mm -hmm. So I have a fun question. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Um, I would like to fly <laughs> because um, Drivers annoy me. <laughs> um, so I would like to get where I'm going faster and enjoy my environment, spend less time traveling. So that's one. And then, man, I would just like to know what people are thinking. Because <laughs> not in a creepy way, but like in a, I could just serve you better if I knew, even if I had even more insight into what you were dreaming. Because sometimes people can't convey what they're dreaming. So if I can get the visuals in their head, then that would really help me and you probably bring it to life. 
Yeah. I feel like I have a little bit of understanding of what people are thinking when they're not saying it and I can like pull it out like some weird like psychic witch thing, but definitely not completely. Like if I could mind read, but my two superpowers would be to fly for sure. So that I could be anywhere at any given point in time. And I don't want to teleport because I'm scared of like putting back together part. Like, <laughs> yeah. Star Trek thing when they teleport and sometimes it doesn't work out. And then to speak every other, to speak every language in the world. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because when we were in Thailand, not really being able to communicate was kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be a great superpower to just be able to pick up a language like that. It's so weird because I speak over 100 computer languages, but I have not mastered any other human language other than uh, English. I can like speak a little bit of many other languages, but not anything effectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like languages are something that it's better to learn when you're young and some people I know speak like 10 languages and I'm like, wow, I I struggle with like the the three, the two that I know a little bit of and like, you know, English, I, I got that, I think. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm not so sure about myself. <laughs> yeah, I have a client who speaks eight languages and then the eighth, so she speaks seven fluently and then the eighth is made up Spanish. And I'm, I'm like, I can relate to the made up Spanish for one. <laughs> But two, I, I said to her, oh, great, you speak Fr French, I can practice with you. And she said, oh, I'm so excited you speak French. And I was like, yes, yeah, speak. <laughs> You're giving me way too much credit. Yeah. I, uh, the best is when I speak Spanish and then the, I get to a certain point and I don't understand. I'm like, no, yeah. and they're like, well, I just said something really basic to you. They don't realize that I just don't understand any words anymore. They like, they just don't, like, they're because like, all I say is I don't understand. And they're like, but what's what you understand? We just said something not very complex. And I'm like, blank face. And then they're like, oh, you just don't understand the words anymore. Got it. <laughs> I like it when you just switch to English with no, no heads up. You're just like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the Spanish thing. <laughs> I'm like, I can't think of the word, so we're just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. So later on in the night, though, I think my Spanish gets better because, like, my confidence like gets more. <laughs> well, there's the there's the sober Spanish, and then there's the like slightly drinking, and then the <laughs> and then it goes back downhill after that. <laughs> yeah. So I want to thank you so much for being on and sharing all of your great tips. And I love you so much, and I'm so glad that we have our partnership. Likewise, love you too. And I'm so thankful that I met you and because uh, I really met you early in my business. So you really helped me define my vision, my um, strategy. And I think we've grown a lot together, both in business and personally. So it's been, it's been a ride. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Thank you for listening in.